Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. 
Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me. Today, we have Alexis Gizal on, and we discuss um, a uh, girl who's been in love with her best gay friend forever, and he's now decided that he thinks it'd be fun for them to have sex. Should they do it? Should they not? And we also talk about um, a potential 15-year-old who might be pregnant and just hasn't checked for the last three months, who's also dating a stupid douche. So keep listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me. Today's wonderful, exciting guest is someone whose podcast I was just on. Woo! It was fun. Alexis Giselle. Hello. Hi. Um, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. Classic exchange at the top of a podcast. Oh, always. You gotta <laughs> thank them. Otherwise, it's like, fuck you. Why did I fucking come all the way to Santa Monica? Because <laughs> it is fucking far. It is a bit far. It is a bit far. Granted, your podcast is a bit far, too. Yeah, I know. I feel like podcast location studios are just a bit far. They are a bit far. It used to be at my house, which was quite close, but then I had to clean, like, new people coming over for a party clean every time and I was like I fucking hate this also I, I love that we just have an understanding of like what close and far is without <laughs> yeah. really discussing like where we live no, but completely. it just makes sense yes, like it, yes I, also everything is far in LA if I can't get there if I can't like be like oh I'm gonna be late and then I'm not on if I'm not late you know what I mean like if I need to leave later than I think I'm going to leave and then I'm like oh it's close but if I allot 20 minutes to leave and it takes me 20 minutes to get there I'm like too far I want to get there either early or I want to leave like 15 minutes. I'm going to go ahead and be honest and say didn't follow that. <laughs> Do okay. not know what you just said. My Adderall has not gigged in yet. So we'll get halfway through the podcast and be like, oh, Megan's making sense. Oh, yes. I'm following now. Now you get it. All right. Uh, okay, guys. So we're actually recording this for YouTube too. So if you haven't uh, watched it on YouTube yet, I mean, that'd be weird because you're listening to the audio version. And this, the, yeah, the audio version will come out before YouTube. But watch it on YouTube because Alexis has a wonderfully nice tan. Ooh, it's thank very you. nice. I'm quite envious of it. And thank you're like, you're so, so hairless. They, that is crazy because I have not shaved them in months. You're fucking kidding. Can I months? touch this? I don't shave them. They're not hairless. Uh, if you like look at you it. You have no hair follicles though. Hair follicles. Like those Wait, little is that dots? the little dots? Mm, maybe because I don't shave it. Yeah, that there makes sense. There is hair where the follicles would be. Oh, wow. <laughs> I want to do that. Yeah, it's I fun. hate shaving my legs. Granted, I don't do it often. Mm -hmm. like, I feel like such a, a womanly woman. Oh, yeah. Like, like when you let yeah. your armpit hair grow out, too. I'm like, yes. Mm -hmm. Usually in the winter when I just wear long sleeve shirts and like forget. And then mm -hmm. one day I'll like look down or like I'm doing something in a workout class. And I'm like, okay, that's yeah. here. This is part of a little something different. Fun. Look yeah. at that. Feeling very middle school. Um, so, yeah, this is an advice podcast if you guys haven't tuned in before. Um, and uh, we also have our fantastic, uh, your producer, director, superwoman, superhero. All of what it. What other titles do you want? Editor, too. Editor, yeah. But, like, yeah. what other, like, like what, like, um, think of, like, badass. a badass. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. the kinds of one I'm looking for. Yeah. Badass. Yeah, we'll just stick with that badass one for today. Motherfucker. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's Melissa. Hello. Hi. Um, we took a boxing class this weekend. It was oh, yeah. fucking great. Have I love boxing. It so it's so fun. fun. I want to like where. OK, I guess I'll we'll talk about this on our own time. But I really want to. Do you and go? Where do you go? Yeah. So um, I when I go to New York, I go to Rumble and I've been like obsessed with it. And I go quite often. And then uh, they just opened one last week in L.A. And so we went <gasps> for like one it was, like opening week and we went. So I really want to go. If you ever want to go. I'm yeah. Like, Super into it. Okay, let's do it. Let's be. I'm like a fun friends. workout buddy too, right? Mm -hmm. Like I don't like try and be like, 
in class being like, hey, how you doing? Like, I'm not like waving, trying to talk at all. But like, if like we like make eye contact, like I'll smile. Yeah. I feel like it's like the right kind of. Yeah. We were all. We had a good time. In our own zone. Yeah. And you guys were both focused on you. But Mm -hmm. also if you you cast a glance, you weren't looking away. Exactly. Like when Drake comes on and Mm -hmm. like I can do my lame, like Kiki, do you love me? Like, yeah, I'm fucking dancing. Yeah. So it was great. And I brought two of my friends who do not like working out with me and they actually enjoyed it. Yeah. The last time I took them to Soul Cycle, um, the instructors were like, how'd you, did you have fun? Will you come back? And they both were like, no, I didn't. I'm not coming back. <laughs> I, like, I okay. am also kind of similar. I did Soul Cycle once because uh-huh. you, ha- you, you have, have to. to. You have to. You have to. It's a part of initiation when you move to LA. It really is. And I don't think it's for me. It's just like a lot. It's just like a, a lot of, um, the like soul, oh, you know. See, no, no, no. <laughs> so you're saying you're soulless, dude. It's, yeah, I am soulless. soulless. You have to find the right instructor. Okay. So I recent, I had like my favorite instructor ever, and then um, when I told Melissa, like I like came into like I forget yeah. what we were doing, and I was like, I have some really bad news, and I was like, so my soul cycle instructor, she's like died. I'm like, I, no, he's quitting. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> she was mourning. I was so fucking sad. He literally had to tell me like separately, like he like messaged me on Instagram. He's like, hey, I gotta gotta tell you something. So I have been like very anti it for a long time. Because I'm not into like, don't tell me to like run through my day because that makes no sense. I'm on a stationary bike at 8 a.m. Like, that's not why I'm here. <laughs> like, I don't need any sort of like, now think about something. I'm like, I just want to think about not dying and yeah. then just finish the workout. And then I just found a new soul cycle instructor who I'm obsessed with. Half the reason why I'm obsessed with her is because right after class, she was like, You're an incredibly strong writer. And I was like, Oh my God, thank you. So much. I thought you said writer. Oh. And I was like, She just sensed it. She, she just like yeah, throughout the whole class, yeah. she was just like, I'm getting a vibe. Yeah. From like Megan, a yeah. academia vibe. Yeah. That's what Soul Cycle's about. It is. I mm-hmm. didn't find the souls. Oh, fucking shit. I, yeah, I don't like the soul part either because I don't have one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we can stop talking about exercise now, guys, and uh, get into the podcast. So basically what's going to happen is people call and they leave voicemails and then we give them advice on the things that they uh, are struggling with. And if you guys want to call into the podcast, oh, I've already touched it. I like can't get through an episode without like mouth licking. raping just or like giving it a little kiss. Raping, There's just no. like a lot of sexual tension yeah, between yeah. you and the mic well, and you just make a move. I, I do. I just like, ugh, I should have asked first. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, the number is 310-694-0976. Again, 310-694-0976. That's it. It is. And if you are an international caller you can email us an audio file at meganpodcast at gmail.com and we can play that with your sexy sexy accents okay uh shall we hop into the podcast Let's into the call i have like a booger that every time i breathe is like kind of like flying you, you know what i mean just get it out and i'll just close my eyes i did it That's okay it. it's on video well Great. i'll cut it i don't have to cut it it's okay no leave it in i'm a 19 year old that lives in kentucky and i've been dating my boyfriend for about a year and a half, and I've never orgasmed during our sex. We have honestly been having sex since we started dating, so a year and a half of sex, and I've never orgasmed. And I don't know if it's me, if I can't orgasm, and I think our sex is really good, but I just feel like sometimes he doesn't last long enough, or... I don't know. Like, maybe I'm not into it enough, but I just don't know what to do. And I don't want to bring it up to him and make him feel bad. Sometimes he even makes, like, little jokes about it. Like, I don't even know how to explain him, but he'll just make a little joke, like, about the fact that I haven't orgasmed. And I don't think he finds it funny. I think he feels really bad about it. 
and I don't really know what to do because obviously I want to, and I'm also super scared to use sex toys because I'm not very confident in myself. Okay. Well, I'm trying to think of when I had my first orgasm. I I feel like it was the, definitely not with a guy. Like it was definitely like yeah. with myself. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying. Okay, so here's what I think that she should do. Yeah, I think that she, you, should I talk to her? Yeah, address talk her to directly. Her. All right, you should masturbate a lot, a lot, and figure out what makes you orgasm mm-hmm. like on your own, and then I think you can figure out how to incorporate that. And you've been dating a year and a half. Like I would expect you guys aren't like shy around each other, you know? Yeah, but they're still nineteen. You know what I mean? Like, that's like, I think of like, even like sexually, especially like I genuinely, so like I lost my virginity when I was like 16, something like that. No, but I don't think I was like, I think when you, I don't know, I find that because I associated my like sexual experiences with another person, like I didn't, I had sex before I ever masturbated. And like, it wasn't until I got older and like, I was like enjoying sex, but like definitely wasn't finishing from sex. I probably also yeah, like had my first orgasm at like 1920, but I'd been having sex for years with different people. But like I associated sex with and like getting off with a partner. So I definitely relate to the whole thing of feeling like, oh my God, there's something wrong with me. But it has, it has every, it, there's nothing wrong with you. It's just the fact that a, if you're ner- my friend literally can't even orgasm if her room is messy. Like if she's thinking about anything, like you can't, like you have to have like, first of all, a clear mind. Mm-hmm. It like actually takes focus for girls. It's not just like yeah. a thing that automatically happens, but also I don't find it. I didn't, I never like orgasmed with a guy until I was able to do it to myself first. Yeah, I don't think I you think- like let your body get there mm-hmm. because like you'll like to get like super graphic or whatever, like you you don't know what that sensation is. Right. So you resist it and you can fight against it and you can mentally block an orgasm from happening. A hundred percent. Yeah, I know if I'm like sleeping with someone for the first time or sleeping with someone I'm like not comfortable with yep. emotionally, I won't come mm-hmm. like a hundred percent. So I think for me, it's it was figuring out like, wow, masturbating. Like, okay, if I do this to exactly. me, mm-hmm then that will make me come. And then being with a partner that I was like comfortable enough to say, okay, yeah. do this. Yeah. And that like, that will lead to good. So I think figuring out what turns you on and like what gets you there on your own time. Yeah. And then being able to communicate that mm-hmm. to like the person that you're seeing or, or this, yeah. your boyfriend. Well, cause otherwise you're, you're them being like, well, how can I do this? And you're like, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how to get there either. So yeah. it's kind of like, you're both trying to figure it out. And like vaginas are super confusing. So I would say like, do some research on your own time and then educate him. Because if you're both trying to figure out vagina, the, like the whole thing, that's just like a lot yeah. of trying to figure it out. And yeah. I, I think yeah. even like, yeah, do a Google, like learn what is happening yeah. down there because maybe, it, and I'm sure if you go to him and you say, okay, I would like you to touch me like this, or I'd mm-hmm. like you to like, I'd want to be on top, right? Yeah. Whatever. X, Y, Z. He's going to eat me the fuck out. Yeah. That's, what I, that's I mean, you're not going to come from, I mean, you might come from sex. Like you might be a unicorn who like can just come from penetration. I mean, that's not, not sex. That's just penetration. Mm-hmm. But I just mean like you have, like it needs to be as much of a priority for Um, as much as it's about like he's feeling insecure that he hasn't done that like you need to also take some responsibility for your own enjoyment with sex because he knows how to work his penis like he doesn't every vagina is different like he does even if you guys have had slept with other people having sex with other people or like yeah it's so it's super different different yeah and everybody likes totally different things Mm -hmm. like we might have all the same parts but like what gets other people off is like very different like I don't even love when people go down on me 
Shut up. I know. What? Everybody freaks out. It's not my favorite thing and it's not it, what's going to make me orgasm. Room silent. Wow. That's fascinating. That is really fascinating. Have you, like, I hate when people, like, make these comments like this, but, like, have you, like, do you feel, like, have there been times where you've, like, very much enjoyed it? That it's, like... Or do you feel like there's been... Because I... I, Okay. I'm going to say the thing that I hate when people say it. Okay. Say it. Because I don't know how else to say it. Okay. Like, do you feel like... I mean, like, I fucking hate if a guy goes down on me who's bad at it, but if you're great at it, I like it. Mm -hmm. Like, do you... Have you been able to, like, discern the difference between the different people going down on you and you don't like I would say yes. I like, like, looking at it. Mm -hmm. I love watching that happen I think that's hot hot. yeah super hot and so for like a few minutes like a little bit love it that's fun but it's definitely not gonna make me orgasm wow that's so fascinating yeah that's so crazy it's like too much it's like too sensitive no I get that I've no okay that makes okay no I completely understand that makes total sense I have a friend who's like that yeah it's just like like too much it's yeah it's like very much like I just know like it's just like like you get close and then yeah 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 after like a few minutes, it's just like, okay, I'm, uh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. We're done on that. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So even this, like, I think is a good example for you listening, mm-hmm. how like everybody's bodies are so different. There's definitely nothing wrong with your body. And I know for me, like I had to figure out what made me orgasm on my own time yeah. and then yeah. bring that to the table with someone I felt comfortable with. Same. And I also think that you're so fucking far ahead than anybody else. Like I, the first boyfriend I've ever been with that like made me orgasm is my current boyfriend. And I am turning 25 in less than a month. So like I, we, we started dating when I was 22. So I had only ever gotten myself off probably like from the age of like 19. Well, honestly, probably like 20 was like the first time that I ever did that myself. And then it wasn't until like being with my current boyfriend that that was the partner who did it. So I think the fact that like you're comfortable talking about it like on a podcast and like you're talking about it with your boyfriend, even though he's kind of he's coming about it in like a joking sort of manner. Like you're obviously both thinking Mm -hmm. about it. And I would say to like touch on the sex toy thing. Like I don't think Google different ways to like masturbate at home that don't involve you having to like buy a vibrator on Amazon. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's something you're nervous about. Like that's not, you don't need. It's not necessary. It's super not necessary. Having your first orgasm with the vibrator will give you unrealistic expectations. (laughs) Yeah, very quick. So I would say, yeah, just like do a lot of research and think about it that way. And then, I mean, I mean, one of my favorite books is called. I was about to say that. Big fan. (laughs) It's called She Comes First. Mm -hmm. It's great. Um, this book has made, this book, first of all, is probably so dirty and disgusting. Like my physical coffee is probably so dirty and disgusting because it has made the fucking rounds amongst my friends. (laughs) Like literally guys and girls alike of being like, um, and I've even like talked to like some of my girlfriends, like my friends, girlfriends were like, Hey, can, um, you leave that book around next time? Like my boyfriend's (laughs) over and like all of that stuff. And Arden Rose recommends it to everyone. Arden and I talk, Arden and I literally have had like hour long conversations (laughs) about it. How like even you two, if you like, or order it, read it. It's got a papaya on the cover. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like I get it. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I remember the first time one of the, I, I had had the book, but one of the first times that, um, I had like really like read it, read it and not just kind of like read it when I was in a relationship, not just like read it when I was like single and being like, huh, hmm, curious. Um, I like had read it and then like left it on my nightstand. And like the next night I like saw my boyfriend, like I like walk into the bedroom and he like hides it. I'm like, okay, <laughs> no, he's definitely reading yeah. it. So you can read that too. Understand your own body a little bit more. And that book is written by a man and like his kind of, uh, talking about how he fin like he was, you know, coming way too quickly. And so he had to learn how to get better at 
other things. And so I think it can be a, definitely a combination because I don't think I had sex that lasted more than like 15 minutes at 19. See, it's interesting because I am gay. Yeah. So I don't relate to that part. Oh, it's not fucking it's quick. fun. It, dude, but dude, I can't even explain to you. It's one of those things like I don't even know if I ever lost my virginity because I was like, that was, d- d- did it happen already? <laughs> like it is, it is comical. Like what they show wow. in comedies is, it's just, I mean, what they show in like dramatic movies and like people lose their virginity, it's like 15 minutes. Like that would never happen. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's so comical and so funny. And it's, I genuinely think, at least from my perspective, like I don't know any of my friends who had like great sex until we got into our 20s because of that fact. Mm, and because also there's so much sense. And there's so much kind of like, at least for me, like I didn't understand the difference between like clitoral orgasms and like penetration mm-hmm. orgasms and all of that. So like for me, if I wasn't like coming during sex, I was like, there's something wrong with me. And then it took me until I was so much older to like understand learning about like women's bodies, not just from like movies and men where it's like, Oh, girls like scream orgasm, like, like railing them from behind. And then I was like, Oh wait, wow. Like this is anatomy. Like mm-hmm. this is like, yeah. there's actually things that need to be like touched on here. And they're like science, like moving geometry. This is not going to work this way. And so I'm like, it's just the first, like I would say a solid couple. I mean, also I have a couple friends who are like, no, the first time I had sex, it was like fantastic. Like I came completely and I'm like, I don't that was me. You. What? But wow. I have been masturbating right. oh, then, before. No, then I totally That's buy that. Difference. That yeah. makes complete sense. Yeah. But like, I just don't, I don't know. I think there's so much, we have so much idea of like, at least me personally, like coming from my thing, like I associated orgasming and sex with like penis penetration and guys. And it wasn't until I like let go of that and was like, oh no, I need to focus on me. Like I need to masturbate and figure this out on my own. Mm -hmm. And then not only was I in like enjoying sex way more, like there was, it was finished. Like I I was able to do that. (laughs) It was much more about me and not like something's wrong with me. More like girls are very smart people. We can really talk ourselves into and out of anything. Yeah. And orgasms are so emotional. Like you have to, you have to be in some ways like comfortable and just. And like, okay with letting it like letting like go of control. And that's like, I am a fucking control freak. And also like, especially like the first time you orgasm, like that, I don't like, you're not like in control of like exactly how your face looks and like if your boobs are Mm -hmm. at a good angle, you never really felt that feeling before and you can shut it down. Like you can stop that from happening. And so then you can just get up this like mental sort of roadblock Mm -hmm. and, um, it's super normal. I think like, I mean, like you're definitely like ahead of me. Like you're a year ahead of me. I was very much like, I'm fine. I've totally had orgasms before. <laughs> yeah. I think you'll be good. Should we go on to the next call? Woo. Um, my name's and I'm 15, about to turn 15 July 6th. Um, so I started dating this guy that I met in school in ninth grade and we started dating around February. We started dating in February and hooked up in April. After that, he thought he'd knock me up and, Honestly, we still know because I haven't got my period and it's July. Anyway, we broke up in May because he ended up telling his mom because he got worried that he knocked me up and she didn't like that. So she forced him to break up with me. So we broke up at the end of school, which was in May. I still haven't told my mom either. But um, now, like, I still love him and everything. He's in Germany all summer. And last month, I found out that he didn't want to restart, and he told me he did. And just the other day, I found out he's already looking for another girl. But anyway, I also 
But there's another problem. His uh, best friend, which is um, was also my best friend, that like, and his best friend liked me, and he was trying to mess up the relationship in the background. I mean, we've cut him out of our life, but like, it's so complicated and everything, and it's so messed up. Anyway, there's one other thing. This other guy that I've met recently, he lives in California though, and he's 17, but I'm. 15. He's about to turn 18 in January. Like, I really like him, but I still love the ex. Oh my god. Yeah, like she literally turned 15 last week. Holy shit. Okay, Okay. first of all, we need to address the huge thing in the room. Uh, You're potentially like three months pregnant? Yeah, Mm -hmm. okay. Take a pregnancy test? Holy shit. Um, Yeah. Like, what? Also, I feel like, I, I know for me when I was 15, my period was not Regular. Oh, so totally. So that's also possible. But I also like wasn't boning. No. <laughs> yeah, wasn't. Wasn't. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. That's something that you need to like figure Address. out. Address stat. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. And also, if you're going to have sex, you need to be protected, especially not only against pregnancy, but against like STDs and STIs. Um. And okay. So, pregnancy thing aside unpacking the thing with him and his mom and breaking up (sighs) unless his mother is a fucking devil there is no way in hell her son was like hey i think i got this girl pregnant and she goes you know what you gotta do you gotta break up (laughs) (laughs) that's just not what happened no that's not what happened that's That's not not what happened happened. this to me sounds like somebody like i used to do this when i was younger where if i like didn't want to go do something i would like i don't know like make like my dad be like, I'd be like, dad, someone invited me to go do this. And I really don't want to do this. Will you say that I can't do this? And I'm like, sure, whatever. Or I would just make up like, oh, I can't do this. My dad said, no. my dad said, no, even though my dad like is at work, like does not care, <laughs> like has not seen me. So I think, I mean, if he's already trying to like date somebody else and anything like that, that's to me just sounds like he used that as an excuse to try and hurt your feelings less um, and kind of take the blame off of himself so you wouldn't hate him. So then if you potentially did have his baby, there would be like less animosity there. Yeah. And I'm, I'm pretty sure he didn't tell his mom. No, there's no, he, there's no way he told yeah. his mom. There's no fucking way he told his mom. And right. also there's he's freaking out. Cause he's scared to tell his mom completely. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's like, I need to run away from the city. Like that to me screams 15 year old boy. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, 15 year old boy so does not scream young. to me being like, I went and then told my mom, I thought a girl, I got a girl pregnant. And also, I just, uh, I don't mean to shit on you, but you got to be so much more fucking responsible because the idea that this could have happened months ago and that he would have had the chance to tell his mom and you would tell him that you think you're pregnant. Like if you miss your period and you are having sex, you have to take a pregnancy test. Like it's not a matter of like waiting any sort of period of time aside from the fact like waiting until that you can do that. And as soon as that he, as soon as you told him you thought he might be, you thought you might be, he also as a guy should have been like, well, you got to take a test. Mm -hmm. But he's 15, so he had no idea. Yeah, but like the fact that this is still like up in the air. And I also am curious about her friend, their mutual friend who like tried to break them apart because he likes her. I don't know where you also heard that either that I don't know. It just, for me, it just sounds like you were with a pretty shitty guy who's trying to like put blame on every other person. Yeah. 
And because I, he's freaked out that he got you pregnant. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Fuck, I hope she's not pregnant. Yeah, me too. I really hope. You got to take a pregnancy test. And also, here's a tip. <laughs> this is a really like, con, not even a controversial tip. You know what? This yeah. is like very realistic. Here's what I would do. If you sure. get, you're very, you're very young. You're, you're a, a, a woman who has had sex with a man and you think, or you're whoever. Yeah, you had sex. You might potentially be pregnant and you have to take a pregnancy test. You're young. You're in high school. <laughs> it's like so clear. I'm saying this from personal experience. <laughs> Yeah. You're younger in high school and you don't go to some place, go to like a fucking grocery store, um, take a pregnancy test, like go to a drugstore or go to like a grocery store where they sell pregnancy tests. That is not the one that you regularly go to. One that is far as fuck away from you. If as far as possible that you can like afford to take yourself to Mm -hmm. with a friend and take it there in that sketchy bathroom because you do not want to a run into people like I'm talking like anxiety wise don't want to really want to run into people and also you can let that live and die there so like I can drive by this one Molly Stones in Marin County and be like, I remember taking a pregnancy does not matter when I was 16 so I would I I would just don't stress anyone or yourself out too like this is a lot of anxiety to feel that I think even he was your boyfriend at the time so I get saying like shit I think I might be pregnant but you guys gotta like there's a fact way to find out. Yeah. <laughs> exactly fact check it. Yeah. And then the the guy that you might like in California, he's going to be 18 and you're 15 and that's just I I fucking hate when adults, oh, I called myself an adult. Um tell young people that, "Oh, you'll understand this when you're older." But there's just such a difference in age there that it becomes um, I don't want to be like really like dark with it, but an 18 year old guy shouldn't be attracted yeah. to a 15, 14 year old girl. That's just, it's gross. It's predatory. It is. It's very because predatory. It's like and you're a- attracted to the idea of either you're physically attracted and like you can look much older than you are. You're either, and maybe, maybe you really do look young and then you're, then you're dating a guy who's physically attracted to like someone who has like a very younger body type, which really should not be sexualized. Or he's attracted to the kind of power and control that comes over somebody who's that much younger than him. Once you get to be old, like in your, like my boyfriend's four years older than me, that's fine now. Like Mm -hmm. we're both adults. We're both adults. We're both consenting adults. Like we're, I'm 24, he's 28. Like this makes, we're at similar points in our lives. But if we were younger, like we would have never dated when I was 14 and he was 18. First of all, he was super fucking cool and like played the cross and I (laughs) had like transition lenses. But that aside, like if that's, he would have been lusting after like women, not Mm -hmm. girls. A child. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's just not like. It is a sketchy thing when like why, I think it's then asking the question of like, why does he want to be with me? Yes, exactly. Exactly. And like, you can be a really great and awesome and really, really cool person, but you shouldn't be a sexual object to him with that age gap. Like it's just, those are such pivotal ages too. That, I mean, I I just, I find it, I just find it like sketchy and predatory, like you're saying. Also with him being in California, I then wonder, did you guys meet online? Like what's that? How did they meet? meet? So especially if it's like something where you're meeting online, like, no, you don't need that. Oh, he's probably not even 18. I was going to say, is he actually, because he's saying he's 17 now. Is he actually 17? He's probably 47. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh gosh. Yeah. So, and also I feel like you have a lot going on right now. I can just <laughs> focus on that. Yeah. yeah. Focus on school. Take a pregnancy test. Take a pregnancy <laughs> test and then like take a deep breath. Yeah. And maybe don't worry about that right now. Take some uh maybe take some time to like be single for a bit mm-hmm. and figure out what you are looking for and have fun with your friends. Like I hate the idea of saying like, Oh, there's so much more time to date and all of that stuff. But I so badly wish that some, I like someone had like knocked some sense into me when I was younger and I would have spent so much less time obsessing over like relationships and boys that I really didn't care about. And then by the time I got to my senior year of high school, I was like, fuck, I wish I spent like more time just hanging out with my friends doing stupid shit instead of stressing about like, oh my God, just so and so going to like message me back on AIM? Because like, I think all of that stuff can be fun. And I think especially at a young age, relationships and dating should really just be fun and add something to your life. And if it's causing you this much stress, I just don't think it's worth it. Okay, please take your pregnancy test. Please, please, please. And use condoms and go on birth control and all of those things. That's the next call. <laughs> Fuck, I'm stressed for it. <laughs> also, this was like in like a week's ago. Do you think yeah. she's just pregnant? I don't know. She's, Do we, I mean, I'm, there's I'm a plan. Hoping, I Googled, there's a Planned Parenthood that's close to you. <gasps> so go. Oh, I'm in the clutch. Yeah. Hi, Megan. I need your help with this situation that I'm in. My older sister has a boyfriend and they've been together for the past six years. And this boyfriend has a younger brother who is my age, 18. And... I used to like him, but I thought it was strange because our siblings were dating. And anyways, now he has a girlfriend for the past three years. And they have a really crappy relationship. Um, For example, she tells him it's okay for him to be with other girls and do certain things, but not others. Anyways, uh, we were drunk uh, at this party a few months ago and we've been together and we did more than she quote-unquote allows. And the day after, he said that he doesn't recall anything from that night and I wasn't sure if it was the truth or he was just trying to avoid what happened but I try to ignore it. And then at our prom, I was a little bit tipsy and I felt guilty. So I tried to talk to him and he told me that if we didn't sleep together, he doesn't want to know because it will just ruin the relationship he has with this girl that he, that he loves. So I talked to her and maybe I shouldn't have, but I did. And I told her what happened and she said that she's not, she's not mad, she's just hurt and that she won't tell him about it. But a few days later, she told me that she did and now he knows what happened and that I told her and I feel really weird about it and I don't know what to do, how to act around them. They used to be my friends and and I still have to see him at family stuff. And I don't I don't know what to do. So please help me. Um 
first of all, yeah. he, you, okay, no matter, I feel like you can be super, super drunk, whatever, if you, like, he wouldn't have gotten a boner <laughs> if he was drunk enough to have literally yeah. no the memory of what happened. The only time I've never, I've, like, literally not remember what happened is when I got roofied in college. Like, I have been very drunk in my life. Like, mm-hmm. I have been, I blacked out more times than I had not blacked. Like, but even at blacking but I, out, like, I you have remember. You know if you hooked up with someone. You wake up in the morning and you're, like, wearing jeans but no underwear and you wear underwear that night and you're like, definitely did something. And yeah. then you'll come, you'll see their face in the hallway and be like, you'll yeah, get, at it. a minimum, like, you'll get flashes. Like, you would you would remember like kissing them. You would remember yeah. like touching them in some way. You might not remember every single like detail or things that you said, but you're like yeah. he remembers that he like his, he his definitely his remembers penis had he's, to get hard. Yeah, exactly. And if he was drunk enough to have literally no memory of anything, there, his yeah. dick was not hard. His <laughs> dick would not be hard. And then you definitely would not have had sex. Yeah, exactly. Or like whatever you guys were up to. Yeah. Um. So he remembers, and he's pretending that he doesn't. Is yeah. what I can say. He remembers something. He definitely and yes. he's like. No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Um, And also, I feel like her telling the girlfriend was not bad. Oh, really? Yeah. Why do you think that's bad? I just think it's not. um, I just don't know. I struggle with like the whole because like I want to know everything. Like my boyfriend fucking does something like I want to know. But at the same time, there's. It's, I don't know. It's the motive that comes from it. Okay. So Mm -hmm. like when you have feelings for a guy and you hook up with him and you don't get the response that you want and he says he's not going to tell his girlfriend, you shouldn't go tell his girlfriend because your motive in there is the fact that you like this guy. Yeah. She's being vengeful. Yeah. And I, and I mean, you're queen petty, queen fucking (laughs) petty, like the pettiest bitch that ever was me. So I like completely understand that rationale. And that's so something that I uh, would probably like consider doing if I like was ever in that situation. But I know that that comes, I don't know, like as I get older, I realize that that kind of thing, there's just, there's so much gray area when it comes to being like, um, I don't know, like being like a, like being a girl's girl and being a supportive girl and being able to do that. But then also know when, you, that can be masked as like female hating in the sense of I'm doing this because I want you guys, I to break hope up. you guys fucking, I hope you guys break up, which mm-hmm. I'm not saying that that is your like, I don't know, like your clear motive there, but I think it's just, I don't know. It's like, it's always so confusing because it's not, it's, it's not really, it's just not your place in the relationship because like it's the relationship between them and especially because they have an agreement there it's even if they didn't have an agreement there, it's just, I don't know. You always get like, I've had friends who've had like girls come out of the woodwork and tell them like, oh, I fucked your boyfriend when he was dating you and stuff. And the automatic, which I wish it wasn't true, but the automatic thing that my friend, you don't believe that girl because that girl is, has had like feelings for your boyfriend. And then, I don't know, you're very clouded when you're in a relationship. So then to have somebody else come in and tell you something that you're like, but you have so much to gain from this being true. Like Mm -hmm. I have everything to lose if this is true, but you have something to gain. So I just find it hard like that. And also like not to be a bitch, but like if your moral compass was that strong, you wouldn't have done it. Right. That's yeah. Yeah. She liked him. Yeah. She hooked up with him. Mm -hmm. Then when he didn't, he pretended like he didn't remember she was hurt. Yeah. Went and told the friend, the other friend. Mm-hmm. And when the other friend still didn't care, she's still hurt. And now everything's awkward for yeah. her. 
So it's kind of like a shitty situation. Like you made your bed, you kind of have to sleep in it, but you have to, you, you, it's going to be like, there's no way that this wasn't going to be awkward. And it's like, it just happened that it's awkward and you didn't end up with the guy that you're into, which sucks because I, yeah, it definitely sucks to see somebody that you have feelings for who then is clearly has like holding some sort of like flame and candle for you, but is still choosing someone else over you. It's not, it's a shitty, shitty, shitty place to be in. But ultimately I also don't believe that you should be with somebody who isn't going to pick you first. That's what I think it like goes back to is, yeah, I, you don't want to be with someone who is like doing this to you and also being like, Oh, we hooked up and I don't remember. Like that is not a nice thing to say to someone, regardless of if he's like in a relationship or whatever being like, we hooked up. I don't remember whatever is not nice. Yeah. It's clear that that person isn't like, those feelings that you have for him, he's not at home thinking about you the same way. The person that you, of your dreams, like the person you want to be with is not saying, I don't remember hooking up with you. No. They're saying, wow, that was sick. I loved when we banged back there. Exactly. Let's do it again. Let's hold hands mm -hmm. all the time. That was the best thing ever. Um, So, and I think also the second, like the, and it kind of goes back to like what you were saying. It's, it's sucks like tell people oh, when you're older, you understand. Yeah. Like the first second you like are with the person yeah. that is and you are their first choice and they are your first choice. You'll be like, oh, yeah. Why the fuck did I settle why did for I all do this that? stuff before? Exactly. Like it will be so crystal clear that you never needed that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's not. It also just I, I would say the the quicker you can get out of like a habit of doing that, the more likely you are to be in relationships in which you are getting picked first. But until yeah. you can see a such seek out a situation and be like, this isn't working, like I'm clearly you're clearly not it for me. I'm clearly not it for you and walk away. This Then you'll be able to move on and recognize, 100%. oh, I'm it for you. You're it for me. But if you start to like, let this be the norm, and it'll keep happening. Of, it'll keep happening. And I think also I, it almost goes back to like the mental roadblock of orgasming. Yeah. Like you on some level, like aren't ready or don't want right now someone who's there yeah. in the way that a like mutual loving relationship is like on some level mm -hmm. you don't want that. Otherwise you would be seeking that out. Yeah. It's somewhat safer and it's like a way that you can mm -hmm. have really safe control over like, I don't, it's like, it's having power and control and not letting yourself like fall for somebody who might not have feelings for you because like you're seeking out somebody and like who, going, you, know, who you know is w- yeah. with somebody else like mm-hmm. it's an uh, for obstacle three years. challenge like yeah. they're in a relationship an open relationship for three years they yeah. obviously and there is a lot there yeah. they like they love each other and also big you time. can't shit on that relationship by saying that like it's not legitimate because they have open relationships like that's not, a it's not your place to judge anybody else's relationship but it's also not your place to judge the legitimacy of the relationship it's not really a hole for you to slide into like an open relationship that's not that's a thing like yeah i've had friends who've been in really successful open relationships and it works for some couples and it doesn't work for others but it's not necessarily a weak point in a relationship 100 percent. and also if this guy obviously he likes having an open relationship and mm-hmm. it sounds based on the language that you use you think oh, that is not so good true. you probably aren't compatible yeah. there because if you guys were together he'd probably want to go he'd make like, out or yeah, do whatever well, i'm gonna hook up with my ex because because uh, he would he obviously likes being in an open relationship and yeah. you, it seems like you don't like that so that's a huge thing mm-hmm. there so that true. is just incompatible yeah i didn't even think of that so um 
get your shit together. Yeah. <laughs> Please, for the uh, sake of your heart, too. I think it's it's very easy to glorify a traumatic relationship or to glorify a traumatic yeah. longing and a crush. And what you will come to realize is that it is not pretty. It's, it's a fat waste of time. It's a fat waste of time and it's actually not good. Mm-hmm. It's self-sabotage. It is. It completely is. So I hope you still listen to the podcast after this and you don't <laughs> hate us too much. <laughs> Okay, guys, we're going to go on a quick break and then we'll be back. That's true. Uh, uh, uh. This episode of Don't Blame Me is brought to you by me reading reviews of our iTunes ads. It's okay. It's fine. Make noise in the background. Look at this. A very realistic podcast ad. Welcome to behind the scenes of the podcast, guys. Uh, I just want to give it some love. iTunes is it, is what I'm saying. Um, I've been loving reading your guys' reviews. It makes me really happy. And it's also a wonderful place for you guys allegedly to kind of roast me and tell me that I am old and you've been watching me for so long that you're going to uh, reminisce about some of my embarrassing uh, choices in aesthetics. So let's start with that one, which the, um, <laughs> the title of this is... Teal and brown room days. And yes, everybody, uh, my room was teal in uh, high school and there was one wall that was brown because, yeah, an accent wall. Bobby Burke would kill me. Queer eye. Um, So the review is, hello, your podcast. Okay, that was really wrong. It doesn't say hello like that. It says, hello, with a lot of O's and exclamation points. Your podcasts are so amazing and you've always felt like an internet big sister to me. I remember the Dr. Megan days with your old 3D glasses. Ha ha ha. Those were the days. Anyways, thank you for being so open-minded and always empowering women. First of all, thank you. Second of all, kind of fuck you because they weren't 3D glasses. I just had like I like had attempted to be hipster glasses, but now that you've mentioned it, they do kind of, they did kind of look like those 3D glasses you get at the movies. So you're not wrong, Court. And thank you so much for the review. Uh, And this next one is for perfect for long drives, perfect for the long drives. I was starting to get tired of skipping through my music while driving, and that's obviously not safe, LOL. So glad I found this podcast that keeps me entertained and definitely feel not alone with some of the calls. It makes me feel sane. Ha ha ha. Well, I'm so glad that not only are we making you feel sane, we're keeping you safe in your car, hands-free listening, so you don't have to skip those songs that keep coming up, except not Kiki, Do You Love Me, because I will never skip that song. I just keep putting it on. So uh, thank you so much for the reviews, and if you guys would like to leave us a five-star review on iTunes, Apple Podcast app, it would mean the absolute world to me, so when I have bad days, I can just read them and feel good. And also, I do love when you guys... Let us know what you like about the podcast um, and maybe some of your like favorite, most memorable calls. And uh, it, it, it just makes me excited to know that you guys are listening. So uh, thanks, guys. And uh, back to the episode. Okay, guys, we are back from our break and we're going to hop into some more calls. Yay! Fix your butt. My butt is all good. How's yours? It's pretty good. It's a little sore. Did a lot of glutes this morning. Mm, yeah. yeah. Gluteus maximus. No one's going to ask me. How's your butt? We doesn't talk- matter now. No, it how's your butt? Ma- no, it how's doesn't your butt? Tell me how your butt is. 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 Okay. <laughs> Hi, Megan. I've got this friend who lives down the street from me. We used to be really close, um, but we weren't like best friends in the sense of you know, like sleeping over at each other's houses and things. We were just like kind of best friends in school and only a little bit out of school. Um, 
recently I've just found out that she's had quite bad depression and she's found it difficult um, in the past to deal with it. Um, I thought she could have come to me with something like that. But um, anyway, uh, basically, I feel like I do a lot for her and I'm available for her all the time and I'll kind of want to make plans with her and shuffle things around um, so I can hang out with her. Um, she doesn't do the same for me and I feel bad for her for going through that depression and having to do that basically alone as I was kind of one of her few friends. I still really want to be there for her but if she's not going to put in the effort, you know, I just, and I don't really want to bring it up with her just because of that confrontation and I don't want her to take it personal. Um, but I just kind of wanted to see what your advice would that. Mm. Um, being friends with somebody who's like actively in a really bad depression is like being friends with somebody who has cancer. Like you don't really like not to be an unsympathetic bitch, but like I am so your friend. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so like hearing someone say that is like literally my worst fears that like a friend of mine would think those things. And I think that comes from like not you being a bad person at all, but just ignorance about what it's like. And I'm not saying that that means like you've never been depressed, but like, like we've said with orgasms and vaginas, like everybody's different, like how it manifests itself with different people. It's just, it's so completely, completely different. And so just even if, so let's say that I'm going to come at it from a point that I think like everybody struggles with mental health. So I'm going to pretend or not pretend I'm going to come at it as if you also have struggled with mental health. Maybe you haven't. I really hope you haven't. That'd be so sick for you. Mm -hmm. um, but if when you're depressed, you are able to, you want to fill your schedule and you want to make plans with people and you're very proactive about it. That's awesome. That's not how everyone is when they're depressed mm -hmm. and how she is acting is not how everyone acts when they're depressed. And it's like, it's, yeah, it's like, it's like being friends with somebody who's fighting cancer. Like it's you, at least like, I don't, I think you also kind of need to take a little bit of the ego out of it, of being like, you thought she could come to you. I probably, I think I fucking told the internet I was depressed before I told my best friend or like any of my friends. It's not something that people really like to talk about. Yeah, it's not fun. You need to take that ego out of it. And it, her being depressed and all of that, it's not, it's like her not telling you is not something that you should take offense by at all because it's such a daily struggle. And for her, I think the best thing that you can do, because I think right now, like your feelings are hurt and that's fine. Like you can have those feelings and you feel like you're putting in more effort than she is. But I think you need to have a conversation with her. I think you need to be, and like my friends and I have done this before because I don't, I don't hang out with people who don't have like some sort of mental stability <laughs> issues because I just like can't relate. So we literally like, I know like my friends know if I'm feeling super depressed, like the thing that I'm not going to ask you to hang out because I'm convinced you don't want to hang out with me and that everybody hates me and no one wants to be around me. So you just need to fucking show up at my house and hang out with me. Like 
that's kind of how like, like we have that we've had that talk. And so I know if like well, I haven't heard from one of my friends for a couple of days, um, then like I, I know I'm like, no, I'm going to call you or I'm going to show up at your apartment. Or like if I'm going to I'm going to straight up ask you how you're doing because you're not going we've like said this before, like, I'm never going to like, here are the signs that I'm feeling really depressed. I'm not going to tell you I'm feeling really depressed. And I don't need you to ask me if I'm feeling depressed because I don't want to talk about it. But these are the things that I do. So know that. And this is what I need from you. Because I think like you just probably feel a little helpless and lost in how to help her because you're coming at it from a place of prioritizing and switching around your schedule for her. And she's not doing that for you. But I think like where she's at needs to be a priority. And it doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that she doesn't care about you as a friend. It's just like she's battling some shit. I think also with the feeling hurt that she's not trying harder to hang out with you, that can go to even regardless of the depression, like the different ways that people show love and the different ways that people show affection. And, you know, if you want to get into like the love languages, Mm -hmm. there's like five main ones and you may be quality time. Like I know for me, if my friend isn't hanging out with me, I'm like, you don't like me anymore. Mm -hmm. But some people just don't show love that way. They show love by saying it or they show love by, you know, just any X, Y, Z way. So she may not even realize that she is not giving you the like love or affection or whatever you would characterize that as that you need out of a Mm -hmm. friendship. So honestly, I think all like pretty much everything can be helped or aided along by just like that conversation by saying, cause she just may have no idea. Yeah. And then separate from that, like nine times out of 10, especially when you're depressed, things are about you and not the other person. Like showering. Yeah. (laughs) Showering is hard, let alone like making plans. Yeah. And I know for me, if I like forget to text someone back, that is pretty much always about me or like I was busy doing something or like mm-hmm. I forgot. It's really usually not about like, oh, I freaking hate this person. They're yeah. the worst person in the whole planet. And then when somebody doesn't text me back, I'm like, oh my God, they hate me. They're the worst <laughs> person. So I think just like trying to flip that and mm-hmm. like things are usually about the other person. And especially if she may not be, you know, the most social, especially being depressed, like she just may not be the kind of girl that's going to reach out to people. And that just might be her personality type. Mm-hmm. And that just might also not be the way that she shows affection. And I would also, I'm curious about, so you said that you're prioritizing, but she's not prioritizing hanging out with you. If she's making plans and doing other stuff, I think as her friend being like, fuck no, dude, if you don't like, if you're busy and like, you're like doing something else that's like helping you feel better, my feelings aren't hurt. Totally. But if she's just not responding and she's not prioritizing hanging out with you and she's making excuses, there's such a guilt that I personally feel when I'm depressed and hanging out with my friends that I'm just bringing them down. Mm -hmm. And then that for me, I'm like, are you inviting her? Are you asking like, hey, can I come over and watch a movie? What do you want to do? Or are you saying, hey, a bunch of us are going to go see a movie later. Do you want to come? I think like you need to figure out how you're approaching this and what she's comfortable with, because it might not be that she's not making time for you and prioritizing. Like she just might not feel up for the things that you're mm-hmm. asking her to do. Like if I'm feeling super depressed and one of my friends calls me, it's like, hey, do you want to like, even if I'm not feeling really depressed, I was like, hey, do you want to come to like a party? I'm like, no. But like in my head, I'm like, but I would really like, I'm feeling super low. I would really love if you came over and we had dinner and just hung out and talked, but I'm not going to say that. So I think you need like some people and, and, and maybe, maybe she, I don't know, like you just need to figure like talk to her because as much of you want to be supportive and like you can only be supportive of somebody going through that when you know how to support them. And also 
just try and find a little bit of, um, just really try and put yourself in her shoes there because especially you're saying that she doesn't have a lot of friends and you guys like are next, like next door neighbors that they live so close. Like Mm -hmm. maybe just like start as a part of like, I mean, maybe I would say like, just text her and be like, Hey, how would you feel about like you and me? Like, and you can make it about you. I really want to start getting into like doing a walk in the morning. Like how about like before school or before we do like, let's take like you and me half an hour walk in the morning. So like you can get her out of the house. It can just be you two. It isn't like a really pressured situation. Mm -hmm. And it's like comfortable. Like you're walking around your neighborhood together, getting some exercise there and making it I don't know. Just, I, I think some people think distraction and that can be great for some people, but I just, I think your paths and your like wavelengths are completely crossing because I don't think either of you want to be a bad friend. And I think you're both just your feelings are getting hurt. And she's obviously coming from a place where she really needs to focus on her well being. that. Um, I mean, I'm a super shitty friend when I'm depressed. And like, I think I'm so lucky that my friends cut me like massive slack. And I like thank them so much for that because I'm like a shitty person to be around. I, I remember one day I like talked, texted, I texted Aislinn and I was like, was one of my friends. I texted her and I was like, are you mad at me? And she's like, I'm not mad at you at all. Why? And I was like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just like feeling super depressed. But I'm convinced you're mad at me. She goes like, okay, I'm coming over. Like, I'm not <laughs> mad at you at all. Like this is, yeah. and it can be, it can just be really, it can be really hard and it's awkward to talk about with friends and stuff because you never want to make them feel uncomfortable. But I think like you got to rip the bandaid off to then make it better for the long run. Um, there's this thing and I haven't seen the episode, but it's from RuPaul's Drag Race where one of the drag queens names her anxiety Brenda. And so all my friends and I have started calling our like anxious feelings Brenda. So sometimes like I'll, I'll text my friend and I'll be like, hey, Brenda's telling me you're mad at me. <laughs> like, I don't think you are, but I just like really need to make sure because Brenda won't shut up. She just keeps telling me you're angry. And then I'm going to be like, oh my God, no, no, no. Like that's just Brenda. Brenda needs to shut up. It's like Brenda is like the worst friend you could ever have. She is always trying to stir the pot. You never really text her or Mm -hmm. invite her places, but she's always there. She shows up. No one can figure out like how she's in your friend group, but she's always there. And so that to me has like, especially with my friends and I like communicating kind of the difference between like our anxious feelings and our like feelings, feelings. Mm -hmm. Being like, okay, like Brenda's telling me this and I think it's crazy, but. And it's a nice detachment from it's a, it. Yeah, because also if you think of stuff like if you're saying, okay, Brenda's telling me everyone I know hates me and never wants to see me again. It's like, well, Brenda's stupid. Yeah, like, exactly. It, like Alexis you, knows that. Yeah. Can yeah. you even imagine if you had a friend who was telling you all that stuff? Like thinking of your anxiety <laughs> as a friend and then you you wouldn't listen to that friend. You'd be no, like, yeah. that friend is insane. Yeah, that makes sense. I always call like my normal brain and my anxiety brain, but I'm going to name it now. Yeah, exactly. Find a, find a nice name that fits Ooh, for you. It, it helps it. so much within like my friend group with like communicating. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I just... Yeah. I don't even know what else to say. I just think you got to come at it from sympathy. And also um, not expecting like, okay, I'm going to hang out with her and then we're going to talk out her depression. And then the oh, next God, day she's going to so feel better. Because um, I think sometimes if you're depressed and your friend expects that they can fix you, that's like a really frustrating situation to be in. Because a lot like a lot of times you're not going to hang out once and then it's going to be like, oh, I fixed her. She's Mm-mm. better. Um, sometimes the best thing to do is just like be there for someone. And it sounds like your heart's definitely yeah. in the right place with that. And you're trying to to be there for her. Yeah. And whatever could 
capacity that they yes, need. Yes, exactly. And sometimes like I know with my friends, if if like one of us is feeling pressed, sometimes it's a matter of like, I can't hang out right now, but like, please keep inviting me. Whenever you feel like icky about anything, having a conversation is usually the mm-hmm. answer. It's the quickest fucking way to get it solved. Exactly. Or yeah, just being like, okay, Brenda's telling me this. Like, yeah. is it true? Fuck Brenda. Yeah. Fuck Brenda. <laughs> Fuck Brenda. Should we go on to the next call? I'm a 17-year-old girl, and my best friend for years is also 17 and out and proud gay. And he recently told me something pretty shocking. He told me that he wants to have sex with me just to see what it would be like with a girl. But, but like, to make things even more complicated, ever since I was young, I've kind of been in love with him. But I've always pushed my feelings aside because he's gay and... And also my best friend. I feel like this could be my, like, one chance to be with him. So maybe I should really do it. But I I don't want to ruin the friendship. I'm really stuck on how to respond to him. So please give me some advice. I think you should... Hang, okay, it's going to sound crazy. Let I'm me finish. Let me finish. I think you should only do it if you're in a position where it, it's not going to hurt you emotionally. And it sounds like you're not... Yeah. You're not in that place, yeah. so you shouldn't do it. Like, if you guys were just BFFs and you, like, loved hanging out and you thought it would be fun and you thought it would be, like, just, like, oh, my God, we're so crazy and fun. <laughs> and then the next day you guys, like, got brunch and you were like, oh, my God, we're so crazy. That was crazy. Then, like, sure. But it does not sound like that's where you are. I also just, I just, uh, there's a part, like, I just don't understand what would compel you as the girl to be like having sex with a guy who is not set. I don't, to me, that just sounds like you're setting yourself up. Like, I don't want someone to like have sex with me and be like, Oh my God, this is so weird. Like, I don't like this. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that it's such a vulnerable, especially when you're in love with them. Yeah. Like it's such a vulnerable kind of thing that I would be like, also like my, my knowledge on this is like literally like one of my best uh, guy friends is gay. And he talks about how the one he like was been with one girl. And the one time he went down on a girl, he like threw up afterwards. I have like the opposite story where I have a guy friend who's gay and he had like a, a best gal pal and they slept together. And then it was like a thing that they did together. And it was like fun and like fine. Um, and he was like, yeah, I mean, it was hot, but I'm still gay. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, I don't know. They, you know, it was something cool to do. And I'm glad I had that experience. But like, I still, you know, I'm into guys. Um, and I think that only worked because like she understood exactly like what they were both going into. Mm-hmm. And so I th- but it sounds like you are it's not what you should do, I think. No, because that just means because that is just like it's like just friends with benefits kind of a yeah. thing. Because also like there's I, I've said this so many times, but like sex is just, it's purely what you make it. Like if you want to have a massive emotional connection to it, like you can, but like there's also just like a primal Banging kind around. of thing. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, there doesn't have to be, you, you yeah, there doesn't have to be this like big romance behind it for everybody. It's like up to whoever it is, but like it only would work. It's the same situation. Like imagine if he was straight, could you be friends with benefits? Like him being gay doesn't really have anything to do yeah. with it. It's like, this is somebody that you have like immense feelings for and have like pushed aside. And also like, is there not a part of you that is like hoping he's going to have sex with you and be like, I take it back. Yeah. I'm straight and I love you. Yeah. Like the likelihood of that is like so slim to like none, like more likely than not, it's not going to end up like that. You might have more feelings for him. It might be really awkward. He might literally be like, I don't want to do this anymore. And like, you'll feel insecure and shitty. 
you got to just like squash it and say no to him. And I don't know if he's known that you've ever had these kinds of feelings for him because I don't think he would suggest it. I agree. I think he probably just thinks you are fun, best friends. And also like it would be because I'm gay. So it'd be like easy for me if I like want to have sex with one of my guy friends, like have sex with him and then be like, ha, cool. Um, And like not feel any which way or feel (laughs) awkward or like whatever. But if like they were straight, it would be different. Like it just is super different for him. It would be a very, very different experience for him. And it would be like exploratory and doing something he's never done before for like the thrill of it. And it wouldn't. Yeah, it would be like skydiving. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It would not be like souls connecting. (laughs) It would not be like, wow, now we must go to the farmer's market together and like like hold hands. And yeah, exactly. So it's just it's going to be literally for him like skydiving skydiving like yeah. whoa I'm so crazy <laughs> I did it I did it yeah and then like when he's 80 he'll be like oh, I remember when I went skydiving <laughs> when I fucked a girl yeah it's gonna be like really easy for him to just yeah. move on and it sounds like for you it, it would be not that and I don't think you need to tell him that you're in love with him I think you can just be like oh my god like you're crazy but like no I'm not gonna be that one girl you have sex with and also you never owe your friends no matter you never owe anyone sex even if you like love each other and you're best friends or whatever you never like owe that to him like if you say no he should be like okay yeah, because yeah. it is like a funny, cra- like he's coming at it of like, a, this is a funny, crazy I idea. I want to go skydiving. And you're allowed to say, no, I don't want to go skydiving. Absolutely. I value my life and my heart. Yeah, I'm scared of heights. Yes. <laughs> just, like, just tell him that. I'm like, you want to fuck back? I can't. I'm scared of heights. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. Okay, guys. So we are headed into producer's corner. And this is where Melissa picks a... Uh, Either we've got a callback from somebody who we've given advice on a previous episode and they're updating us or we have somebody who um, is going to give some better advice than we did and maybe has a personal experience with a call and will offer their input. That is so fun. Some mm-hmm. nosy bitches, which yeah. would be me. I would call into this podcast <laughs> every like, episode. I have something to say. <laughs> well, this is a uh, update. So <gasps> yeah. this is uh, from the episode with Lu- Lucas Crookshanks um, from the... the- girl who her friend fucked at a party no not that one (laughs) the girl who um her mom drove her to have sex (gasps) with a guy to pay rent to pay rent whoa 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. so this is an update wait so hang on really quickly so i can get yep so her mom was like i need you to have sex with this guy for instead of because I can't pay rent. We don't know exactly how it went down on yeah. that end. But, but it was like an older guy and the girl was like, yeah, no, I hung out with it. Like she, th- this girl's friend, it was like natural, like it just happened, but her mom drove her there. Yeah. And like, and they're friends with the, f- the guy's son. Yeah. So they think like these high school kids. That's either high school, college. Hot I think they or were predatory. In their 20s. 18, in their 19. 20s. Yeah. Maybe hot. No. I feel like not hot because I'm pretty it's sure your, she mom, said, your mom drove you there and like they needed the money. They needed the money for like rent mm-hmm. and stuff. Wait, they needed it. the money is where I'm losing. No, yeah, yes. He paid for he paid for yes. sex. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I thought it was just like she was hanging out with like her friend and then like no, there was no. this older man no. there. Her mom drove her to an older man. They had sex and then their rent was paid. Yeah. Got it. And they're friends okay. with that older man's son. Like the the okay. the friend group. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm a little and Less still excited. Confu- <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're still fucking confused. Yeah. Okay. I just, before I like gave an update, I guess, I just wanted to say thank you because you guys validated 
that I how I wanted to feel, but I was afraid to feel. Um, and that was that it's okay to choose yourself over choosing others. You know, it's okay to ch- make sure you're okay before others are okay. Um, and I'm we're talking and hanging out again. Um, we I haven't brought it up mostly because I'm scared to. Um, the situation's kind of passed, I guess, and I don't want to bring up stuff that could hurt her and where she's at in life right now. She's trying to move out of her mom's house, and I'm just, you know, trying to help her as much as I can. Um, I don't think it's continuing, but like I said, I've been kind of too scared to ask, and um, I guess I am not wanting to have because I don't want to hear either that it's happened or I don't want to hurt her more than what's probably happened. I just want to thank you again, and I want to thank you for helping others with situations who aren't like mine and just being an amazing person in the world of social media. Thank you. Love you. That's so sweet. So nice. Usually the updates or the callbacks are being like, I didn't take your advice. (laughs) (laughs) It all went wrong. It all literally went super fucking wrong. Yeah. So one of the things you had, we had said was um, maybe she just needs a friend right now. So you just be her friend. Because she had said that she felt like uncomfortable with the situation and like really didn't want to hear about it, but then felt like a bad friend for not wanting to hear about it. And then we me and Lucas were saying that like you have to value you have to like prioritize your feelings and like if this is draining for you and you don't want to hear about it you don't have to hear about it um but then also that like she might be in a situation like this might not have been as like fun and consensual as she made it sound and so I'm glad to hear that your friend is moving out of her mom's place and I think that that will probably do wonders for like your friendship with her Mm -hmm. because I don't think yeah, I, I just think like you're like she's probably was not in a good either she was in a consensual, not great space or she was in like a non-consensual, not great space. Like she was definitely either pressured or not pressured to do it. Like it's not really something that do you know what I mean like either like you were said that you were going to do this or you felt like you needed to like you yeah. felt like fuck my family's broke like. I know that this, like, it maybe hasn't been explicitly said, but I know that, like, if I hook up with this guy, this is going to, like, help my family. Um, And so she was, maybe she was able to make that choice, but, like, it came from, like, a place of desperation. So I think her moving out of her mom's house is great. And I think that uh, if she's open to talk about it, I think you should. But I think it's, like, I don't think you need to bring it up because I think she's Mm -hmm. in the right mindset of not wanting, especially when she's still at her mom's house, like not wanting to like either bring something up that's like raw and fresh. And then also like if she's still hooking up with him, like you don't have to want to know about that. Yeah, definitely. I think it it kind of goes back to like the depression thing. Like sometimes the best thing you can do is just be there. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean you have to like fix that for her. But just by being a friend she can hang out with and like relax with and not be like on edge. That is helpful in and of itself. Um. Yeah, wow. That is a crazy sitch. I'm just trying to sort through all that. Me too. I also wonder how much the rent was. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Also, (laughs) I mean, she is... Oh, wow. Like, I mean, I can imagine... Your mom, like, tells you to do something or, like, insinuates you should do something. And that is a totally different thing than, like, anyone else doing it. So I can't imagine, like, the thoughts going through her mind. Like, if you sort of called in here and you were, like, unsure how to feel about it, I can't imagine how unsure she feels about it. Like, oh, my God, I did this. Is it bad? Should I feel bad? Like, is it right? Is it wrong? And she also really helps out her family financially, right? Yeah. So there's, like, that kind of obligation and being like and also like something like I just have a like struggle I just really 
it makes me really, really sad to see like parents and adults whose kids really have to parent. Yeah. And it gets put in a situation um, where they have to grow up and be an adult and like do things that you might not really understand the consequences of because you don't have as much life experience. And there's someone with more life experience making making you do something like that. Well, shit. Okay, guys, that's the end of the episode. Thank you so much for being on. Oh, thanks for You're having so me. You're so good at advice. Oh, thanks. And Same look at to you. This couch. We really got loungy. We did. I started. You started loungy. loungy. I got you, loungy. You got loungy. <laughs> it's a good. It's a good thing to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, if you are watching on YouTube, you can go to don'tblameme.show to find out where you can listen. It's on uh, iTunes, Apple Podcast app, as well as SoundCloud, and um, on the website, and on the website. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, true, true, true. And if you're um, listening there and you want to watch us and see our facial reactions uh you can go to youtube to see that and where can people check you out on the internet Ooh, well you can listen to my podcast all good with alexis she's all it's where you know all the Mm -hmm. podcast places and megan and i did an episode together that will be going up around now oh sick uh so be sure to tune in and listen to that and then all my social media is at alexis g saul Oh, I'm burping. And I was going to plug us. If you guys want to uh, follow Melissa and I, all of our socials are listed down below. And mm-hmm. if you want to be in an upcoming episode um, or you just, I mean, you need advice. I mean, it's not like an, ex- like I want to be in an episode. My <laughs> life is in shambles. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to apply, kidding. Um, if your life is in shambles uh, or uh, you just need some fucking help, you can get our advice by leaving us a voicemail at 310-694-0976 and international callers email an audio file to Megan podcast at gmail.com and uh yeah and also anyone who um still has updates from previous episodes i love fucking updates yeah that's really cool give me the fucking updates Mm -hmm. all your next uh advice questions are gonna be for me oh sick great love it change your voice for all of them like (laughs) okay guys i hope you enjoyed the episode and i'll see you next week goodbye goodbye Me is a production by me, produced, directed, and edited by Melissa DeMonts. Post-production sound by Chris Henry, production assistant Julie Carley, and music by Giacomo Picasso and Ryan Hunter. I'll see you guys next week, and don't blame me if your life, you know, completely fucks up before then. <laughs> oh. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.